I want to talk to you guys about my experience getting into the writing and comic creation business. Um, a lot of uh, hurdles and noise out there. A lot of ways you can kind of get branched off from what your what your main idea is. So I just want to kind of tell you my experience because I had an idea for a comic for over 10 years and just finally got in front of a computer and started writing and you know you, you can't really get to the last step until you take the first step so you know flushing out your story or if you're an artist getting with a writer who has experience you know flushing out a story and, and building an arc and a character or if you're a writer sometimes you know getting that visual really helps you you know bring that story and that character element together so uh, the, you know, that was kind of my uh, first task was was not, not just writing the story but you know in order to go into comics finding a, a artist which, which you know I, I've made mistakes and I, uh, I've had good experiences I started with with uh, Upwork and Fervor and what I did is I, I kind of put two jobs out there to compare and contrast so, you know the, the investment in the in you know both trials led me to the artist that I settled on that I ended up making my first comic with. Um, who's a Ukrainian artist, really talented uh, a gentleman uh, who's, who's international, he's an international artist and all of our work is, is through that site on Upwork. Uh, Pharaoh versus Priest is, is the first title and it's, it's just been an incredible working relationship. Uh, and, and I've done it the other way too. I've, I've uh, you know, delved into trying to find artists online, and uh, I've had mixed results. I got to say, I've also had some really good experiences because I, I found a really good team for Royal House Comics online and and putting out a, a caller. But you know, and you also find those those uh, not too scrupulous, uh, you know, business personalities that that will you know kind of take you for a run and and lead you around and waste or lose money for you. So. You do kind of have to take the good with the bad and you know, listening to people and, 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 you know, learning from their mistakes is kind of the best way to get on track and stay on track without without faltering or getting frustrated. Um, so, you know, when, once I found a, a, a artist that can take what's in my mind and put it on paper, you know, add those those elements, those details, whether that be to a costume or to a style, uh, really helped me go back into my writing and give better descriptions of these characters, uh, iron out uh, you know, their you know, fighting style and, and really a collaborative effort of character building between a writer and artist. I see a lot of chatter about, about you know, uh, less uh, smooth experiences and, and you know, artists are, are frustrated because writers aren't paying, writers are uh, uh, frustrated and online trying to find artists. And it just seems like a just a, a, a smorgasbord of, of, of pitfalls if you if you look online. But uh, you also see people that are doing it right. So I think finding those mentors in the industry, uh, seeing what they're doing right, seeing the the, the issues that they work through and, and uh, either learn themselves or avoided consciously, uh, you got to listen. You got to listen to those people. You know. I am the 
branching off into my, my own kind of comic development from that first project, Pharaoh versus Priests. And I got with a great team of international and US-based artists and we started our own publishing house. It started from just a, a outreach. You know, I, I went on Facebook and said, hey, there's gotta be a better way of doing this. Uh, uh, who's interested in building up a comic house, right? A, a publishing company. And I got all kinds of responses from, you know, hey, that's interesting to, hey, that sounds like uh, it wouldn't work. Uh, and I just didn't respond to the negativity. Anybody that was interested, you know, I started a conversation. You know, hey, let's 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 interact on uh, uh, through email. Let's let's kind of talk about what's happening, uh, how we can do this, uh, how we can can create um, IP and and characters and series and uh, not leave the artist or the writer behind. Let's let's develop these ideas and and share in the success. And you never know if if a venture is going to be know profitable until you get it out there and make it so there yeah there's risk uh, and that should be shared right so you know people came on they they uh, I wanted to be real egalitarian and I, you know a lot of people wanted to come in as as kind of the mentor you know hey you know let's do it this but you know you know uh, in order for something to really really grow organically everybody's got to kind of start on the ground level so you know people that that you know, weren't willing to kind of, you know, take everyone's input or, or people that just always were too busy, uh, you know, the, the, they didn't make it. But the people that stayed engaged and, hey, reaching out, wait, what's next? Uh, hey, I have this idea. Let's, let's throw it around so that everybody that's part of the group uh, help build what the entity is and, and feels like they have stake in in the success and in the direction of, of the company and the projects that are being developed. And, and uh, I mean, we just took off. We just took off right away. Royal House Comics is just producing fire from what started as a Facebook post, right? So you know, we had, we have Zoom meetings every two weeks. We always push the program forward. Uh, my background is in business. So, you know, I solidified our company name, our, our LLC, how we operate, what is, what is gonna be the numbers on, on revenue, on on commissions, because I don't I don't think anybody should should work for free. Uh, artists really need to kind of have those commissions. They're part of their portfolio, and, and it's a lot of time. And just you know, just can't really have you can't have a comic without the artist. So they're just integral in, in any writer or creator trying to put something together. So you know, they they have to be valued, and uh, you know. We pay our artists, you know, right, right away, right up front. Um, but we don't leave them behind either, because I, I, there's a lot of artists that aren't really business minded. I don't think they really see the long term game uh, in in their work and how a creation. If you just, you know, take the commission up front, and you, just, you know, it's really on the creator on whether he wants to come back to you. Uh, you know, what what kind of marketing and promotion and, and distribution he's going to do with that comic or that art. So. Ironing out an uh, actual business relationship that that's long term with growth capability is something that that uh, I thought was really important when building our our uh, our comic house, and it's something that I learned not just in the world of comics but in, in business, and that's what, one thing I think the comic industry can benefit from is 
better business. So that was my expertise. Didn't start off in, you know, in, in the world of comics. I was in, uh, uh, you know, sales and marketing and, and uh, building a, you know, various businesses from the ground up in multiple industries. So I really just kind of brought that uh, uh, expertise into this new venture and everybody benefited from it. Right. We have about six or seven international artists that are all just top notch, locked into projects that they have input on, that they're invested in, writers uh, helping develop these stories. And, and what our model is, is we all share royalties. If you're in our house, there's a certain percentage that you're going to get on every product that comes up under our umbrella. And we also have principal artists, principal writers who are going to share the bulk of, of return as as the key stakeholders in the, the, the progress and the development of that particular IP. So I think we've established a really good model for success. We have our flag, we've chosen our flagship series, so to speak. It's called Dombe, based on West African martial arts where they wrap their arm in that, in that really uh, uh, tough and sturdy wrap and cord and they just slug it out mostly with one hand, but uh, really there's very few rules except for the first one to get knocked down is, is uh, that's a round. It's called a kill and best of three rounds wins. So uh, we just kind of took that, uh, that concept and we added a whole you know, level of magic and, and kind of took it back to its historical roots, trying to develop the history and the origin of Dombe and really expand uh, the notoriety and that subculture, that that you know cult, cult following, to a wider base, and and we've just got just incredible reception. But that's just our flagship. We have about two or three other series that are on board in character development, and every artist in the house ha has a series. Every writer in the house has a series that they're developing, and we kind of just have this Wu Tang model where you know each of us bring our own following our own talents uh, can get on a track or, or a series and really just kind of let loose however we're, we're you know all invested and, and um, committed to everyone else's success so you know if there's a story over here that needs some writer hey we jump we jump on over and we help it if there's you know some a story over here that needs some art all artists are are, are on board and, and putting out promos and and making sure that that project is going to get the uh, the visuals and, and <clears throat> enough content to really build a following during pre-launch and during during the development stage. So when it comes out, uh, we have people that are kind of eager and, and ready, waiting for, for the release of it. And we want to do more than just get on a book. We want to get in the visuals. We want to have animation and uh, webtoons. So uh, it's really a multifaceted model. I think it's kind of new. There, There's there's. Uh, examples of it, right? Shonen, they do the books, they do the comics, they do the animation. <clears throat> we just want to bring that over uh, to the U.S. market, right? Japan kind of has the, you know, the box on that, has all our our young African-American men uh, and women dressing up like like ninjas, which is cool. I love ninjas, but, you know, there's, there's some content that I think is really underexposed when it comes to black history and stories and, and imagination. So our goal is that, you know, in a few years from now, everybody will be walking around with Dombe wraps and, and 
trying to emulate their favorite character from our show, Dombey, the Butcher's Guild. And, and, you know, the next series that we have coming out, which which uh, are, are all in production. So, you know, I'm new. A lot of us are, are, are in our shop or younger creators coming up, right? Not reaching our the exposure that matches our talent. So we really come together and brought all you know all ships up with a rising tide and just a, a, a just incredible energy and work product that that has really established a foothold for success in this industry there's a lot of people that i think uh are still doing it the old way and and you know trying to follow maybe a marvel or a dc line of of development and, and you know it's going to work for some I'm, I'm, I'm not telling anybody else how to how to do that. I'm just sharing my experience and our experience and, and, you know, putting that out there and maybe it might help somebody, uh, you know, develop a comic house of their own. Taking care of the business side is, is hugely important, vital for any type of growth. You got to have a strong foundation. So, you know, artists cost, uh, uh, you know, IP needs that protection, that legal protection and, and, you know, People talk business without really being business savvy and, and having the uh, the legal wherewithal or, or figuring out how to get out the resources to get an LLC, right? Uh, spend a lot of money on, on your own with no ability to write that off because you don't have that business uh, entity that, that you know, kind of establishes you as working as a business. So that money goes out one way and, and you know, it's if you don't sell comics, it's really a uh, you know, it's no return, right? There's zero ROI on that investment. Uh, if you have a, a business entity, those things are write-offs, right? You're developing a, a company and it requires art. You're developing a company, it requires an LLC. Did you know that if you have an LLC, the development of that LLC is a write-off? The, the art that you're creating for this book is a write-off? The money uh, that you spend developing you know, advertising are all write-offs. So I think we sometimes put the cart before the horse. We want to talk business without being business savvy. We want to talk about creation before making sure everybody's on the same page. Uh, and we want people to come, kind of come in and uh, take our idea to fruition and to uh, market. And everyone else who's your enlisting figures, like, you know, where's, where's, you know, my... Uh, where's my share of that? You know, right? I'm, you know, if I'm gonna pay an artist a commission, right? I'm, I'm. Uh, that, that's after the commission's over, the relationship is over. If it's a good uh, experience, then it'll be continuous. But people are coming into business together. Everybody's got to put some skin in the game, right? Everybody's got to, got to invest in the success of this company. So. That's kind of, you know, just just something I wanted to share. This is our first podcast. Um, we're we're new. We don't we don't know everything, but um, I've seen a lot of people try to do what we've done and and falter at some stage of the way, whether, you know, the people just don't gel or or, you know, get hung up on on money or numbers or just don't have a good business sense to operate business, you know, uh, business effects. And Royal House Comics has figured out a new way to do it. All right, so you'll hear that name coming up. You'll see our first series, Dombey. 
we're marketing like crazy. We're, we're going to be in LA Comic Con 2020. Uh, we're reaching out to to uh, Dombe uh, uh, affiliates in Nigeria, uh, trying to trying to you know partner and, and we're on radio shows right before we even started paneling. We're trying to build an audience, and and we started our own Facebook group, and in a week we had a hundred members, right? But we always got to start with how do I help someone else? So our group is not just for our content. Any creator, writer, artist that wants to come into our group gets that platform to share what they're doing, right? When, when we bring an artist in or a writer in, my first, my first question to them is, hey, what is your passion product? What is, what is your uh, uh, story that you want to tell and how can I help? So I, I very rarely is, is, especially in the beginning when I came together with a writer artist was, hey, you know, come help me do Pharaoh versus Priest. I got this idea. No, it was always, hey, what's what's that story in your mind, right? We do the NDAs. People are very concerned about sharing IP, and it's it's for a reason because uh, you know people take ideas, people people will you know take an idea and run with it or step on it, and 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 you know add add some input and say, hey, that's hey, that's ours, right? So yeah, you know, take care of that business side so that you guys can divulge and and, and develop good strong ideas and bring them to market. You know, artists and writers really, I think, need to re- respect each other's crafts in in a better way than I've seen done. Okay. Right? It's either it's either artists or hey, pay me, pay me, or writers are like, hey, can you do something on the on, you know, do something? I'll pay you only on the back end, right? So, you know, ironing out what people's business expectations are, being clear about those, making sure you have a team that can meet those expectations, has been something that's really. Uh, worked for us and I think before you start and start reaching out to people and building a team you got to figure out what those goals are for you and and and, you know find like-minded people who want to help share in that success right I think you always build good business by helping others and and, uh, the last thing is once you get into business everybody's a seller you you got to get out of your shell if you're an artist and you're not scared to post your work because of the you know comments or, or the negativity hey that's the first hurdle you got to get over get that feedback see see what's working see what people are drawn to if you're a writer and you're you know you're not writing every day you know how can you call yourself a writer right so get into your craft learn make it a collaborative ex, you know uh, experience get that feedback have beta readers have editors read it over and be willing to make changes, right? No, nobody's story's perfect. Fresh set of eyes, you know. Somebody uh, on our, on our team took Dombe, which was which was my original idea. I didn't create Dombe. I read, I saw a, a BBC interview and expose on it, and just got you know got the creative juices flowing. But I shared my idea with a Nigerian artist who a, a writer who who just made made it the world so much more authentic. Took my idea and made it better. Uh, shared it with a with an artist who just loved it. Uh, uh, Sunday, who's a young Nigerian artist who just took the idea and ran with it. Hey man, I can do this, uh, and just jumped right into the work. And you know, I pay him on retainer, and he's uh, just putting out just fire art all the time. And everybody in our house is all in because we we have a, a system and goals, and we know that once Dombe is done, everybody's working on the next project. We all want our individual projects to be successful but we also want our teammates projects to be successful 
because we have stake in it. Anything that comes under our house is uh, we're, we're going to share royalty as as the premier and the primary artists and, and writers take the bulk of the return. But everybody's got shared stake. So uh, that's that's our experience. That was my spiel for the day. And I hope it was helpful for anybody that listened. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Royal House Comics. Uh, listen out for us. Down Bay, the Butcher's Guild will be out 2021. Yo, 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 this is Roderick Curtis again, new comic creator and author uh, in the business of indie comics. And I want to talk to you about the business side of comic books, building a business, creating an entity, sales, marketing, creating a brand, uh, uh, developing an audience, all those things that are going to make your product pop, that are going to make uh, your venture worth it in a monetary fashion now some of us are not doing this and i hear this a lot i'm not, I'm not doing this for money I, I like doing this well that's what separates a business from a hobby okay and, and those are very clear distinctions legally and and tax wise and and how you operate and the benefits and it's the first thing you have to make a decision about am i going into the comic business the book business the publishing business uh, creating products because I like to do it and it's a hobby and I don't really care if I make a return on it or am I going to do this to replace my nine to five? Am I going to, am I going to do this in a way that I can make a return, support myself, or at least uh, um, make some money to do some things that I enjoy uh, without money going out one way and never coming back. Right? So that's the first decision you need to make. Is this a business or is this a hobby? And, and once you make that decision, you decide how serious you, you want to be uh, with whatever route you go. Uh, then then you have to take the next step, which is establishing a business entity. I'm new in comic development. I, I, I started uh, I started making a comic, but I wrote the book and got into my writing as that project uh, is, is nearing completion. But as it started, I, I I wrote the comic and I wrote the book right after uh, and published the book. It's the pub. The book is going to be coming out Pharaoh versus priest before the comic comes out. So uh, that's all part of my marketing, right? As, as there's a physical product, Pharaoh versus priest that sh shares the same name as my comic. I'm able to get that word out there. I'm doing interviews about my book and I'm plugging my comic, but I'm doing this as a business. So, you have to establish a business entity, uh, DBA, LLC, right? Something that has legal status as a business because there are certain perks and, and uh, laws that allow you to benefit as a business. And we'll get into some of those, okay? So the first thing is the protection of IP the, the, and your personal assets. So if you are doing this as a hobby and you create a book that shares the same name or, or you talk to somebody and they said, hey, he stole my idea and he's selling uh, or she is selling books and, and part of that intellectual property belongs to me. Well, now not only the money that you may or may not have made on that product is now open to suit, to litigation and that person can can say that hey they made such and such dollars and I uh, part of that part of that percentage belongs to me and they can take you to court and if they win 
not only can they, well, you don't have a business because you decided to do this as a hobby. So the only recompense they can have is to go into your personal assets, which are not protected because you're not a business. Okay. So, and the same thing with somebody else, right? If, if somebody else is taking your, uh, your IP or, or you threw an idea out there or they were sharing that with you and, and, uh, you know, there's some type of litigation. Well, you know, you're just doing this as a hobby. You, if you don't do this as a business, you probably don't have the, the paperwork and the NDAs, uh, and you can't copyright an idea. You can only copyright a product, right? And those things, those, those terms, those uh, disclosures, those percentages need to be done in business fashion before work begins. Okay. So how you operate, and I've, I've been in, in courtrooms and watched other, <laughs> other people just get just ripped uh, uh, not for, not for anything that I was done, but you know, you know, you have to wait and, and you kind of watching other people's cases. This was for some, you know, completely different. Um, but you know, people that don't have that business sense don't do well in court. Uh, so if, if, if you are doing this as a hobby, you uh, um, really understand that and maybe you need to make this a business for, for at least those few reasons. Okay. The other thing that haven't, having a business entity established does it it legitimizes you so if you're you know you know harry or sally making a comic book you make a good comic book uh and you now you want to grow you want to work with other people you want to you want to sell this you want to distribute this um and you don't have a business entity you're just selling it as as sally or you know sally harry or joe um people see that right off right off the off the off the gate Right. So, so people that do this professionally, they're comic book companies or artists that want to work with you. Uh, if you have a good idea or writers that want to work with you, if you have a good idea, but you're not established as a business, but they have other businesses that are reaching out to them that, that have these uh, documents and these, these uh, protections in order, you know, just, you know, who do you think, who do you think they're going to go with nine out of 10 times, right? If they're business savvy. Uh, they're probably going to go with the with the more well-established entity, okay. So now you're you're you know you find yourself less able and apt to to compete in 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 the market if you're not established as a business. So it's definitely worth it to to pay that money. We'll talk about this later. And, you know, pay the money or or you know some states have very very business friendly and it's very limited costs on on just getting that piece of paperwork. You know, take some steps. I'd you know, do this today. I finalized my DBA. I had to go to the the post office or you know the UPS store and, and sign document, get it noted. Yeah, it's 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 some steps, but the protections and, and uh, the the way that you can navigate the tax code as a business is so much more favorable than an individual. So yes, if you're doing this as a business, establish it, and you're going to get all types of of. Uh, perks for for going ahead and taking that steps and you can really grow yourself now and, and grow your product and market it um, because you have those protections all right uh, there's financial protections i see a lot of a lot of individual comic book writers creators and and you know novel novelists too as well uh, that that money's only going out one way or time or or you know time is money right so you're spending your time writing or making this book, you know, artists, or you're paying artists or paying writers to help you with this venture. And the money is going on only out one way with no real guarantee for return, right? You don't probably don't even have an idea for your distribution yet. Uh, you're just making the book. 
and it cost and there's no guarantee that that money is coming back to you well if you have a business that's called a business expense and if you've ever read I've never read the tax code I've had people explain to me the important parts that I need to know I don't really wish to <laughs> to become a tax consultant or anything like that but I've I've sat down with with you know the the company I went with LegalZoom and they have tax people they have bank people that will explain to you I was on the phone with the LegalZoom rep for an hour just having them break down the benefits of an LLC the the distinction between a DBA and an LLC all right the the perks in the tax code that 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 you can uh, make use of with an LLC or a DBA right the differences of protections and what's going to be best for you and what you're trying to do this with so your financial protections uh, uh, and your ability to write things off all increase as you establish yourself as a business so if you're doing this as a business get that that legal protection all right and and if you've already started don't think like oh well you know I've, I've already started uh, uh, you know I'll start now you've actually become a business once you start accruing expenses okay so if you've already you know done some work and you've spent some money it's tough to do the bookkeeping bookkeeping you know backtracking like that so the sooner the better but once you start accruing expenses technically and essentially you've started your business so long as that you you take the final steps and actually establish your business uh, you might want to talk to somebody about how far you can go back but uh, I, I think it's uh, you know pretty pretty uh, standard is that you know if you're doing this venture and you started spending money uh, you if you establish a business those will start counting as business expenses okay so now the money that I spend on an artist or a writer or the production or the marketing or even the establish of the business itself becomes a write-off and a lot of people hear that term write-off and really don't know how wealthy people and how business owners entrepreneurs utilize that strategy to create products and, and to establish themselves as a brand in the market and how that money does come back uh, uh, if you do it the right way and you, you have the right uh, uh, tracking of your expenses and you have the business entity to to make those claims all right so if you're doing this as a hobby and you listen to this podcast think about doing this as a business okay uh, uh, so paying for art right off paying for the establishment of a business right off paying for the marketing which we'll get into a little bit later right off Right. You don't want to let these things go by and, and leave that money sitting on the table, what they talk about in sales. All right. So uh, if you're going to approach this as a business, then you want to start, about, you know, talk about, uh, you know, doing all the things, having the books, keeping, uh, tracking those expenses and money going out so that you can track those things and recoup those things uh, sometimes on the back end. And the benefit is, is you've actually created the product as well in the process. So you actually have something to go out and market uh, and and. And you're able to kind of protect yourself so you get all the benefits plus the rewards of doing what you do. The next thing I want to talk about is where is the return in the comic book industry? I see a lot of people, I'm, I'm new in this, and I'm seeing a lot of people that make good products uh, and still have bad business practices and, and not really seeing, you know, uh, where the sales uh, are, are coming from or, you know, they're, they're asking these people in the groups to buy their buy their books or or you know, support their Kickstarter and the Kickstarter is the profit margin or, or you know, the recouping of, of the time and money spent making the book. 
and what's after that, right? Kickstarter after Kickstarter. That's that's the only way that I'm I'm seeing you know a model in indie comics for making any money, but really you're just kind of breaking even with that model, um, and there's got to be a better way, right? It's, <clears throat> I, I I've I've gone to Kickstarter seminars as I was starting. I was thinking about you know that I thought that was the the standard, and that's you know how people made money or or recoup their investment was just having a successful Kickstarter. Do another book, have another successful Kickstarter, right? But, the, you know, if you think about the money that goes out, whether that be in your time spent or actually spending money, Kickstarter is really kind of just breaking even, maybe a little profit margin, uh, uh, not really a, a model for, for growing, uh, growing sales and making money in this. So, uh, Figure out where, where you're going to make your return, right? Comic book sales is down. There's, I, I bought a lot of comic books when I was a kid. I've supported a few indie indie creators and bought some of their books, right? And and I've, I've purchased a few digital copies, but I'm not buying comic books, you know, all the time like that, right? I, I, I you know, watch a lot of animation. I read Shonen all the time I, I follow naruto and i read it digitally on shonen all the time uh but creating that physical comic there's it's definitely got to be rewarding my, my first book will be done in two months we're, we're grinding out the last few panels uh, uh that that book that book is we can taste we can see the end uh, um so i'm gonna have my first physical book yes we, i'm making a physical book uh, uh which, which will be done soon pharaoh versus priests and and there's got to be you know rewarding to 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 have bought and have bought comics back in the day and had an idea and to actually have your own minted comic has got to be rewarding. So I'd really, I really I'm not saying that having a comic is not you know a goal to have, but getting your comic book in the stores, comic book stores are dwindling, uh, selling physical comics off the rack in the bookstores or Barnes and Noble very limited profit margin and, and a, a dwindling a dwindling strategy in this in this digital age so figure that out for yourself right you know yeah find your niche if you're going to get in the comic book stores and, and try to go that traditional route hey, make that your business model do that i'm not telling i'm not telling you you know how to run your business and and we'll get into that a little bit later but don't let anybody tell you how to run your business problem solve for yourself Talk to people, mentors that that you know that are in the in the business, being successful in, in ways that you want to model, and and, and model them and, and follow follow some some good examples. But don't let anybody tell you how to run their business. When I started uh, Royal House Comics, you know, so I I started with Pharaoh versus Priest as an individual, making that uh, comic book and that and that idea, and then I I actually reached out to some other partners. I call them partners. And created a comic book house, a Royal House Comics, which is producing just absolute fire with a team of multiple writers, several artists. Uh, my boy Chuck creates comics, and he's also a, 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 an apt market, you know, business marketing uh, 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 mind. And, and we all we meet every two weeks. We've been together for two months. We have over. 30 characters that have already been produced. We have four series that are currently at some stage of production, including our flagship project, Dombe, the Butcher's Guild. All right. So, so within a short time, if you find a good team, right. And you find your lane, 
and you can operate at a business and it's so much more powerful than doing this thing as an individual. So I, I you know, I, no, I, I, I don't have a book that I can sell you right now. I have four that'll be done this year and I've only been in this business for two, two months, right? Four books with my name on it that will be done in two months. Uh, four, four to, I'm sorry, about five or seven artists that very few of them actually have a book to their name that will have a book with their name on it in one year. Okay, so the power of teamwork and creating a, a strong business, I think is something that really can't be uh, uh, overlooked. And and we we want to diversify. Comic book sales may be down, but you know there's different channels, webtoons, YouTube, uh, do the comics. That's a great way to, to kind of show what you can do. And, and this is a is a market, right? People do I have bought in comics. So there is a profit margin if you do it right. If you if you uh, can get in that in that niche and, and develop there. Great. That's your business model. Uh, Execute it right. If you want to go the Webtoons way, figure out platforms that, that you know, provide Webtoon access uh, and, and develop Webtoons. Do a little bit of both. Right. So there's there's this new thing called YouTube where you can get straight to. Uh, uh, people that are interested in your production and interested in you as a personality or, or your or your team and, and what they can produce. And you don't have to have anybody, uh, uh, you know, value or give value, place value on your product. You can distribute straight to readers and listeners and, and an audience that can grow straight through YouTube. So there are so many more options for comic book creators that I think indie comic creators need to explore as a way to generate profit as a way to make uh, uh, money so that they can continue to develop more and more ideas to market okay so utilize all the opportunities all the avenues that are available to you to great effect and, and be okay diversifying and adapting right if, if, you're, if you've been making physical comics and you're not making a whole lot of money try webtoons if you're in webtoons and, and you've kind of hit a cap, you know, see if you can put out a book. If if you have great content and you're figuring you can't figure out how to get an audience, start a YouTube channel, start a podcast. Right. Start 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 analyzing yourself and your business and how you can do better in your niche or how you can expand. OK, so so me and, and Royal House Comics, we're kind of taking the new Shonen model. Right. So we are going to create books physical books for some of our series. Some of our series are going to start off as webtoons, just more efficient and cost effective for, for some of our series. Right. Uh, we want to have direct marketing. We, we are developing our website uh, now where where we can be our own distribution uh, uh, channel and avenue and don't have to really take our products to a comic book store or, you know, get on somebody else's publishing uh, 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 mar uh, uh, platform and, and Hey, hey, can you publish us? You know, we, you know, we can create those entities and, and those those um, those platforms yourself and you can market yourself and you can distribute yourself in this new age of entrepreneurship. And if you're in indie comics and you don't think of yourself as an entrepreneur, uh, maybe you're just doing this as a hobby and this this, you know, this podcast maybe is not for you because you don't want to you don't want to treat it like that. Maybe that takes the fun out of it, which is which is great. I still still support you. I still follow. I'll still follow and and. And look at your stuff and, 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 you know, enjoy it. So if you're going to do this as a business, figure out how you're going to make some money, right? And how you're going to sustain this as, as a, as a, 
a lifestyle. Okay. I, I learned this in business. I didn't, I didn't learn business in the world of comics. I'm bringing business experience to the world of comics. So one of the most important things as you're developing straight up from your, from your mission and your business plan, uh, your marketing strategy, right, is your exit strategy. So if I have, you know, if I, I made Pharaoh versus Priest, my exit strategy is a movie. My exit strategy is to make a movie, an anime, and to, to, to expand the market from, from, from book readers to comic readers to moviegoers, right? And I, I've, I'm already pitching. I had, you know, uh, I'm, I'm hoping to, to give you some updates on, on, on my pitch to a, to a smaller studio uh, that really loved the idea. And I have a, 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 you know, one of the reps that's, that's teed up, ready to, to make the screenplay. And that's my exit strategy, right? Within one year, I'm already ready, <laughs> you know, trying to see where the, you know, where's the $500,000 payout for this idea, right? So where, where is that for you? If, if somebody said, Hey, I'll take this idea. I'll give you a million dollars, 2 million. What is your, what is your value uh, uh, that you're going to put on that product? Uh, that's going to say, you know, you can, Hey, there you go. It's yours. Take it over. You build a, a your version of a Marvel uh, a comic book uh, house or publishing and, and a bigger parent company says, hey, roll up under our umbrella. You have a lot of followers. You have great content, man. We'll give you a hundred hundred million dollars because you have such great content, right? That's how Marvel got saved. Marvel wasn't making comics and somebody said, hey, I can make a movie out of this and make a billion dollars. I'll give you a hundred million to keep you afloat and keep those ideas coming. Yeah. Would you be willing to give some of your idea and some of your ownership up for that? I'd say most of us probably would. That'd be a complete life changer. And, and you can move on to your next venture or your next series. Uh, and maybe they'll pay you a hundred million for that one as well. Right? So what's your starting point and what's your exit strategy? Uh, follow good business practices. Uh, uh, people see this right out the gate. And I see this a lot in, in these, these Facebook groups that I'm in, we'll talk about the value of the Facebook groups and the Instagram uh, posts, you know, towards the end, but I can see right out the gate, somebody's business practices with the questions they ask, uh, uh, the way they respond to other people, the suggestions they make and, and going back to not listening to too many people, uh, tell you how to do things, kind of figuring out your own lane. There's a lot of bad business in the world of indie comics. Okay. Uh, the struggling artist or the struggling writer is is uh, not somebody who's not talented enough to make money. It's somebody who just hasn't got you know their their brain wrapped around good businesses sense and good business practices. And people who do this professionally, professional artists, professional writers, can smell that a mile away. All right. So yeah, that business. I'm, I go through legal zoom. I have legal documents that I can change and adjust. Uh, uh, I'm not a lawyer. Uh, but I have access to those lawyer documents that protect me and, and, and my clients and my and my vendors and my partners uh, with things like NDAs, you know, general contracting agreements, uh, you know, being able to have enough sense to you know write up, you know, profit sharing and, and you know, how IP is owned uh, uh, and developed. Right. And non-competition clauses and, and, you know, having everybody at the table comfortable sharing their ideas, not feeling like they're going to be stolen having that legal protection where if you develop an idea, somebody can't take their ball and run and say, hey, this was mine. No, this, that entity stays in house. Uh, 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 having those contracts signed and developed that give you the legal backing where if somebody 
you know, doesn't hold their end of the bargain, you have the protection. Okay. So follow good business practices after you've figured out you want to do this as a business. Okay. And there's all types of resources that, that can help you through this. You don't have to be a business expert. Go sit down with somebody you trust, call legal zoom and they'll walk you through it. I, I've been using legal zoom for over a decade for anything that happens, uh, on that on that end i call legal zoom they're going to work for you and they're not going to charge you four hundred dollars just to sit with you or, or try to rake in you know something on the back end if, and, and getting with a a, a a lawyer that's you know competent it's tough it's sticky it's it's, it's it can be very uncomfortable at times just dealing with you know that but legal zoom you'll find a rep they'll get you with the right lawyer they'll call you uh, on a scheduled appointment and and that's your lawyer for you know to talk and, and consult with and it's just a great experience for me. Uh, but you find you find somebody that knows business to help you walk through that. Uh, now we're going to get into the kind of the fun stuff, sales and marketing. Right. You know, uh, you know how to grow a brand. How, you know, how, firstly, how do you make your product? I always find that you, a good brand is going to is going to follow a good product. So I've, I've seen this a lot in the world of indie comics, artists versus writers, artists, uh, uh uh, you know, a lot of artists write, which is great. Um, if you can do both very well, very few can, right? Because as long as it's taken you to develop as an artist or a writer, um, how much time can you devote to the other craft? Sometimes it's very limited. Some very talented people do very, you know, do very well in doing both. And, and those are, I think, the exception, not the rule. Okay. Finding a good writer, if you're an artist, to help you develop either your own you know, IP or to come together and develop a really good idea that you guys can push together. Or a good writer, value in an artist and, and getting out of this, just work for hire. Hey, you do build a character for me and then I'm going to go take it. Well, who's going to make the book for you? You have to find a different artist to make the book. If you're not going to value this artist, they're going to they're going to show that to you in their work. They're not going to be as timely. They're not going to be as engaged in the overall success of this product. So, you know, people, people kind of give what they're given. It's, it's kind of human nature, uh, the golden rule, uh, you know, respecting each other. So if you're going to grow a business in this indie world, you got to start by valuing the, the, all the aspects of it, the, the writing, the artist, the marketing arm, uh, um, you know, those have all got to be gelling. It's going to be very apparent in the final product. Don't try to skip on the art. Hey, I'm a, I'm an artist, but I can I can write this story, right? People people are going to read the book and they'll look at your pictures, but you know I don't think you're going to really going to grow uh, an organic and, and you know viral audience uh, by skimping on the writing. And the writer, I'm a creator. I'm not sure you're going to be able to. Keep on or try. I see this all the time in these groups. Hey, I need an artist for this. I need an artist for this. I need an artist. But man, there's artists all over the place. Why do you? Why are you begging for an artist? They're all over the place. You can find them on Upwork, Fervor. They're in these groups. They have their own artist groups. So something about your business approach that's not allowing you to connect with a good team and gel with a good uh, group of creators. The artists are creators, and the writers are creators. So thinking of both of them as part of the creative process is, I think, a strategy for for making a good brand. OK, uh, learn what you need. And once you get a good team and, and you're just starting off, there's still questions and, and things you want to know. Uh, learn learn from from people that are doing it well. 
Okay, that, I'm not saying not to listen to anybody. I'm saying follow good models, right? Listen to people that are are engaged and and um, giving you the respect of your own learning curve, and not just hey, you're doing that wrong. You know, do this. If I was you, I that's I can't I really don't like that that entry into a into a, a back and forth learning. If I was you, I'd you know do this. Well, you're you're not me, right? I have to figure out my own way, right? How can uh, you give constructive and take constructive criticism, okay, and and then apply and then apply it in your own way. Everybody's going to find their own way, and I think that's the only way to to build a unique brand is to find your own lane, to let your inspiration and problem solving, kind of you know, uh, uh, you know, make your way into the game. Uh, sales, sales is is its own uh, skill. It's its own profession. So if you're in indie comic book creating and you're figuring out how to get sales, uh, well, I'm glad you listened to this podcast because that's where I cut my teeth is in sales and marketing. I started fresh out of college. I was a psychology major, uh, but my first job out of college was in sales and marketing for a a training facility called Velocity in Redondo Beach, California. That wasn't just an empty building. You had a nice field turf. I played sports. I played, played college football, so I, I do have a background in sports. Um, didn't have any any uh, experience in sales at that point in 2005, but I got hired uh, uh, through a reference from my uncle who put in the alarm in the building. He said, I got a nephew right out of, co- uh, out of college. He, he wants to come. He's looking for a job. Gave me an interview uh, uh, and, and just laugh. The first thing people do in sales and marketing is, do I like this person? Is this person uh, likable, genuine, trustworthy? Okay, so ask that about yourself. Are you likable? Not that you have to change, right? But if you're in business and you're approaching people and interacting with people, you know, is there something about me that's that's putting people off where they don't want to take the next step? Right? Am I likable? Am I trustworthy? And and am I offering something of value? Okay, so. Follow good sales and marketing practices, which is its own thing. You might have to do some research and listen and read about how to do good sales and marketing. Okay, it's opposite. It's outside of the world of comic creation. So learn that skill and bring that skill into your into your venture. Okay. Uh, how do you build? How do you build an audience? There, there's not one single way to build an audience. Um, there's a lot of different uh, fingers and feelers you can put out there and these you know different social media don't want to pay for a marketer uh, um, if I'm thinking about you know just just completely outsourcing that and and paying for these you know this general marketing you know guru or company I've looked into that <clears throat> and I, I say that's pretty do that pretty limited especially if you're fresh coming out you know a lot of those things are very costly and I'm not sure how how efficient or cost effective they are it's almost like a you know like daylight right they're gonna they're gonna try to put you on a radio or you know a, a big you know promotion you no know, event that's kind of putting some daylight uh on what you do but it's so general that you know everybody's getting daylight right i'm, I'm not i'm not really you know able to measure the return on this uh and is there a more efficient way to do it i i just i just started trying to reach out to influencers because social media is such a a big thing and a growing opportunity with you know 
just even scratching the surface, people are now selling books on Instagram and Facebook, selling uh, uh, products straight through their contact list uh, from some of these social media sites. So I would say, you know, finding somebody who's in your niche, who's an influencer, it'd probably be more efficient just to connect with them and see how, you know, see if they can give you a promo and, and you know, raise your status within this, this same group. I'd say that's more of a spotlight, right? Really targeted. Uh, and, and then, and then the guerrilla marketing, right? Everybody's got to get their, their, their hands dirty. They're, you know, they're, they're stepping, wade into the waters and, and, you know, do the comic cons, do the, uh, the podcast interviews, the Facebook interviews, uh, uh, they have people talking about you and, and being able to talk about what you're doing, make those plugs on your social media. Yeah. I learned this from, from our mark, from our marketing guy, I have one, one place that you can send them. Right. So I've been doing interviews like, Oh, where can, where can we find you? Oh, well, my Instagram is, you know, Royal house comics. Uh, my Facebook is my name, Roger Curtis. <laughs> I have this other Facebook for my book, which is, you know, and you just kind of get lost. So, so, you know, I just developed a, a landing page that can kind of guide you to all those. It's Roderick Curtis, R-A-U-D-R-I-C-C-U-R-T-I-S, book with a capital B, dot great, G-R-8 dot com. All right, now that was kind of long. I had to clean that up, but that's one spot. One spot where you can you can figure out, you know, uh, if you like what I'm doing, you know, what I have, and, and where you can find find me on other places and social media to, to kind of follow our growth. And, and, and you can make sales directly from that from that site. Right. So, you know, that, that that's all ways that that this your 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 business creation, your product, your marketing becomes just kind of circular and your distribution becomes kind of the circular feeding of your brand. Okay, they're, they're on your Facebook link to your Instagram. Some people start on Instagram and link to Facebook. Some people start on YouTube, have a plug and we'll go check out some of your stuff on some of those other social medias. I know me I and most people now have all the social medias. I'm. Scroll through my Facebook, then I'll scroll through my Instagram. I might see something I like on one or the other. Okay, and I'm gaining support. Our 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 company, Royal House Comics, is gaining support on all the platforms. And and I wanted to test out just you know just the marketing of that product. So I we built our Royal House Comics Instagram page, but I didn't bring over all my I didn't just invite all my my personal friends over that not from that you know entity. I wanted to grow in the in the art in the comic market. So. So, you know, we are utilizing the hashtags. We our, our flagship project is called Dombe. It's built on that West African martial art where they wrap up their their arm and, and they kind of slug it out and they block with one hand called the shield hand and they strike with with their spear hand. And, and, and it's really rich African uh, uh, martial art culture. Uh, and we're just working that hashtag. We are our, our six or seven artists are all on a on a Dombe commission and we pay them. I pay them, our team, you know, they get paid and I don't feel like it's going out the one door. Cause remember I said, we're a business. So those are all write-offs. Um, uh, but they're all on a commission and we have Dombe content dropping all the time, just fire characters and action scenes. And, and we're putting that up and we hashtag Dombe. We went from no presence on Dombe, uh, uh, board to a hostile takeover of the Dombe board where we got our no no team can match our six or seven artists especially if you're an individual so we just got content content coming up hashtag 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 and we got people coming to our, our instagram from that uh we had an influencer uh, uh that uh, nubia mancy that that 
that reposted one of our artists' Dombe characters and, and scenes that he, that he uh, uh, created, Sikansi, based in, in Africa. That thing got 600, 600 views, 600 likes, right? So, so we went from one, you know, in about a week and a half to 200, 200 followers in a week and a half. Right? Now, that doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a heck of a pace. You know, for a week and a half of, of, of being in, in operation. So, you know, work those hashtags, work those Facebook groups in, in a way that provides value for your presence there, not in just sales. You know, people get people get thrown off, you know, and kind of put off when you get into a Facebook group. And the first thing, the only thing you're, you know, you're interacting with is on on hey, for support my Kickstarter, support my Kickstarter, support my Kickstarter. You got a million uh, uh, running lines of Kickstarter and it's really hard to distinguish and it's really high competition. But if you're in there, hey, you know, this this is what we're doing. You're reacting in a positive way to other people's posts. Uh, hey, you know, I, I can't, you know, maybe buy that Kickstarter. But, you know, let me share it. Hey, you know, I, I love this about it. I like the art. And you start interacting with people that will follow you. And, and yeah, when you're able, you know, support people at five, ten dollars, right, on sports, another indie creators, you know, comic and. And letting them know, hey man, I, I value that. I like that. I, you know, I, I went in, went to your page. I, I followed you. I, I, I gave my five dollars for, for you know, or ten dollars for your Kickstarter. And people see that. Others see that. And and really in sales, you never know. Everybody's a potential customer, right? So I've been in Facebook groups where it's only negativity, and everybody's, you know, providing their unsolicited criticism. I had to get out of some of those groups, right? I. I I'm working in, in the groups that are self-supportive, that, that are, are really uh, helping you build your brand. Because some of those other groups you start interacting and it's a lot of negativity that, that diminishes your brand. And, you know, really, really, you know, kind of kind of puts you off of good energy that, that once again is, is going to feed when you're interacting with people. All right. So find your niche, find your groups that work. Uh, make your own group. Royal House Comics made our own group. And I... I Invited everybody on my contact list. When I'm starting a business, I learned this from a sales, a good salesperson. Start with your foundation. Don't be scared to sell yourself. Go through everybody in your contact list. If you got 600 contacts, send them all an invite to your Facebook group. Send them all an invite to your new business venture. Right? And sales is a game of numbers. So, you know, not everybody's going to buy something, but they might share. They might like. They might interact. That's going to raise your profile. They might have a son or daughter that that you know is into that uh, that they might follow for or share with okay so don't limit yourself utilize your your channels that you're starting with and your foundation and what more targeted support can you get than the people that are already in your sphere that are already following you liking you or family friends those are going to be your first customers and you build from there all right so send everybody on your list an invite to that uh, uh, Facebook group. We went, we, we were one and a half weeks on, on Instagram. Uh, we got up, we're almost at 200, 200 followers. Our Facebook group that we created, I, I am still in some of these uh, other groups, but I, we created one for our house and we hit 200 followers in a week and a half, 200, 200 members. Right. But I told my team that, Hey man, invite or, or women. We have a, we have a, a young lady in our group. Uh, in, our, in our creative team, uh, Leah, who's uh, just a great addition. And I told him, all of them, invite everybody to our group. It, 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 make sure you're working these hashtags. 
Make sure you're, you're interacting with the group because all those algorithms, they raise it in people's feeds. So if one of our house members posts something, all of our house members should be on a like. We should be on a comment, whether it's an emoji, something. And that, you know, that really raises the profile and, and puts it on other people's feeds a lot more prominently. Okay, so uh, I haven't gotten into Twitter. I, I, I've tried. I, I, Twitter has been a little more surface. Maybe if somebody can give me some feedback and tell me how, how if they're effective on Twitter or or, you know, how they're effective on Twitter. I'd love to hear some of that. But it becomes a, almost a second job to, to interact and, and build these these markets. And I found myself uh, in the in the last window doing that so much. I, I've actually you know haven't been writing as much. My my part two of Pharaoh versus Priest has been stuck on chapter 11 for about a you know, month and a half now. Uh, one, because I don't like <laughs> at the end of it and, and something, you know, my, my character actually, you know, goes through a tragedy at the end. And I'm, I think I'm, 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 I'm trying to prolong, prolong that ending. But another part is I've, I've been building the business and the brand and, and that can sometimes be a full time job. So so manage your time, manage your uh, your output in these different aspects of your business and, and you know, come up with a plan, write things down uh, uh for me, nothing gets done unless it gets written down, at least, at least not efficiently. So, you know, hey, this is to do, to do, to do. Start marking things off. Hey, first to do is establish a business. Write it down. It's not going to get done unless you write it down. Then mark it off. Then you move to the next thing. Hey, what's our marketing strategy? What's our, our big time goal? What's our distribution? When are we meeting? Uh, when are we signing these documents? How am I procuring these these uh, 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 these these disclosures, these agreements? What am I paying? You know, what, am I fine? You know, what's our team? What's our name? What's our logo? Right. Write these things down and just check them off the list one by one. All right. So. Uh, you know, find your own lane, you know, uh, uh, don't listen to too much criticism. People don't it, people don't care what you know until they know that you care. All right. And, and not all not all criticism is useful and, and be OK going through your own learning curve. Uh, sometimes you got to get in there and learn your own way. Uh, and it's only so much you can listen to and, and, and feel like you're going to be an expert without getting there and making some of the mistakes yourself. So uh, good luck. Uh, I hope this was valuable to you. Uh, definitely want to see you, see you back. Hope we have other good content. We're going to talk about good storytelling on our next podcast, but definitely uh, leave a comment, go to my landing page, Roger Curtis, R A U D R I C C U R T I S capital B O O K. Uh, the cap, the B is capital. So book dot great G R number com. Uh, we're also on on uh, Instagram, Royal House Comics. Check out some of our artist work, and thank you. Have a good day. Yo yo yo! This is Roger Curtis again, new comic creator and author uh, in the business of indie comics, and I want to talk to you about the business side of comic books, building a business, creating an entity, sales, marketing, creating a brand. Uh, uh, developing an audience, all those things that are going to make your product pop, that are going to make uh, your venture worth it in a monetary fashion. Now, some of us are not doing this, and I, I hear this a lot. I'm not, I'm not doing this for money. I, I like doing this. Well, that's what separates a business from a hobby, okay? And, and those are very clear distinctions legally and, and tax-wise and, and how you operate and the benefits and the first thing you have to make a decision about am I going into the comic business the book business the publishing business uh, creating products because I like to do it and it's a hobby and I don't really care 
if I make a return on it, or am I going to do this to replace my nine to five? Am I gonna am I gonna do this in a way that I can make a return, support myself, or at least uh, um, make some money to do some things that I enjoy uh, without money going out one way and never coming back? Right. So that's the first decision you need to make. Is this a business or is this a hobby? And, and once you make that decision, you decide how serious you, you want to be uh, with whatever route you go. Uh, then then you have to take the next step, which is establishing a business entity. I'm new in comic development. I, I, I started uh, I started making a comic, but I wrote the book and got into my writing as that project uh, is is nearing completion but as it started I, I I wrote the comic and I wrote the book right after uh, and published the book it's the pub the book is going to be coming out Pharaoh versus priest before the comic comes out so uh, that's all part of my marketing right as, as there's a physical product Pharaoh versus priest that share, shares the same name as my comic I'm able to get that word out there I'm doing interviews about my book and I'm plugging my comic but I'm doing this as a business. So you have to establish a business entity, uh, DBA, LLC, right? Something that has legal status as a business because there are certain perks and, and uh, laws that allow you to benefit as a business. And we'll get into some of those, okay? So the first thing is the protection of IP, the the and your personal assets. So if you are doing this as a hobby and you create a book that shares the same name or, or you talk to somebody and they said, hey, he stole my idea and he's selling uh, or she is selling books and, and part of that intellectual property belongs to me. Well, now not only the money that you may or may not have made on that product is now open to suit, to litigation and that person can can say that hey they made such and such dollars and I uh, part of that part of that percentage belongs to me and they can take you to court and if they win not only can they well you don't have a business because you decided to do this as a hobby so the only recompense they can have is to go into your personal assets which are not protected because you're not a business okay so and the same thing with somebody else right if, if somebody else is taking your uh, your IP or, or you threw an idea out there or they were sharing that with you and and uh, you know there's some type of litigation well you know you, you're just doing this as a hobby you, if you don't do this as a business you probably don't have the the paperwork and the NDAs uh, and you can't copyright an idea you can only copyright a product right and those things those those terms those uh, disclosures those percentages need to be done in business fashion before work begins okay so how you operate and I've, I've been in, in courtrooms and watched other <laughs> other people just get just ripped uh, uh, not for not for anything that I was done but you know you know you have to wait and, and you kind of watching other people's cases this was for some you know completely different um, but you know people that don't have that business sense don't do well in court uh, so if, if if you are doing this as a hobby or uh, um, really understand that and maybe you need to make this a business for, for at least those few reasons. Okay. The other thing that having having a business entity established does it, it legitimizes you. So if you're, you know, 
you know, Harry or Sally making a comic book, you make a good comic book, uh, and you now you want to grow. You want to work with other people. You want to you want to sell this. You want to distribute this. Um, and you don't have a business entity. You're just selling it as as Sally or you know Sally Harry or Joe. Um, people see that right off right off the off the off the gate, right? So so people that do this professionally, they're comic book companies or artists that want to work with you uh, if you have a good idea, or writers that want to work with you if you have a good idea, but you're not established as a business, but they have other businesses that are reaching out to them that, that have these uh, documents and these, these uh, protections in order, you know, just, you know, who do you think, who do you think they're going to go with nine out of 10 times, right? If they're business savvy, uh, they're probably going to go with the, with the more well-established entity. Okay. So now you're, you're, you know, you find yourself less able and apt to, to compete in, in, in the market if you're not established as a business. So it's definitely worth it to to pay that money. We'll talk about this later and, you know, pay the money or, or, you know, some states have very, very business friendly and it's very limited costs on, on just getting that piece of paperwork. You know, take some steps. I you know, do this today. I finalized my DBA I had to go to the, the post office or, you know, the UPS store and, and sign document, get in notice. Yeah, it's 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 some steps, but the protections and uh, the the way that you can navigate the tax code as a business is so much more favorable than an individual. So yes, if you're doing this as a business, establish it, and you're going to get all types of, of uh, perks for, for going ahead and taking that steps. And you can really grow yourself now and, and grow your product and market it um, because you have those protections. All right. Uh, there's financial protections. I see a lot of a lot of individual comic book writers, creators, and, and you know, novel novelists too as well, uh, that that money's only going out one way, or time, or, or you know, time is money, right? So you're spending your time writing or making this book, you know, artists, or you're paying artists or paying writers to help you with this venture, and the money's going on only out one way with no real guarantee for return, right? You don't probably don't even have an idea for your distribution yet uh, you're just making the book and it cost and there's no guarantee that that money is coming back to you well if you have a business that's called a business expense and if you've ever read i've never read the tax code i've had people explain to me the important parts that i need to know i don't really wish to <laughs> to become a tax consultant or anything like that but i've i've sat down with with you know the the company I went with LegalZoom and they have tax people. They have bank people that will explain to you. I was on the phone with the LegalZoom rep for an hour, just having them break down the benefits of an LLC, the, the distinction between a DBA and an LLC. All right. The, the perks in the tax code that 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 you can uh, make use of with an LLC or a DBA. Right. The differences of protections and what's going to be best for you and what you're trying to do this with. So your financial protections uh, uh, and your ability to write things off all increase as you establish yourself as a business. So if you're doing this as a business, get that, that legal protection. All right. And, and if you've already started, don't think like, Oh, well, you know, I've, I've already started, uh, uh, you know, I'll start now. You've actually become a business once you start accruing expenses. Okay. So if you've already, you know, done some work and you've spent some money it's tough to do the bookkeeping bookkeeping you know backtracking like that so the sooner the better 
But once you start accruing expenses, technically and essentially, you've started your business. So long as that you, you take the final steps and actually establish your business. Uh, you might want to talk to somebody about how far you can go back, but uh, I think it's, uh, you know, pretty, pretty uh, standard is that, you know, if you're doing this venture and you start spending money, uh, you, if you establish a business, those will start counting as business expenses. Okay, so now the money that I spend on an artist or a writer or the production or the marketing or even the establish of the business itself becomes a write-off. And a lot of people hear that term write-off and really don't know how wealthy people and how business owners, entrepreneurs utilize that strategy to create products and, and to establish themselves as a brand in the market and how that money does come back uh, uh, if you do it the right way and you, you have the right uh, uh, tracking of your expenses and you have the business entity to to make those claims. All right. So if you're doing this as a hobby and you listen to this podcast, think about doing this as a business. OK, uh, uh, so paying for art right off, paying for the establishment of a business right off, paying for the marketing, which we'll get into a little bit later, right off. Right? You don't want to let these things go by and, and leave that money sitting on the table what they talk about in sales. All right. So uh, if you're going to approach this as a business, then you want to start, about, you know, talk about, uh, uh, you know, doing all the things, having the books, keeping, uh, tracking those expenses and money going out so that you can track those things and recoup those things uh, sometimes on the back end. And the benefit is, is you've actually created the product as well in the process. So you actually have something to go out and market uh, and, and, and you're able to kind of protect yourself so all, you get all the benefits plus the rewards of doing what you do. And the next thing I want to talk about is where is the return in the comic book industry? I see a lot of people, I'm, I'm new in this, and I'm seeing a lot of people that make good products uh, and still have bad business practices and, and not really seeing, you know, uh, where the sales uh, are, are coming from or, you know, they're, they're asking these people in the groups to buy their buy their books or or you know, support their Kickstarter and the Kickstarter is the profit margin or, or you know, the recouping of, of the time and money spent making the book. And what's after that? Right. Kickstarter after Kickstarter. That's that's the only way that I'm, I'm seeing, you know, a model in indie comics for making any money. But really, you're just kind of breaking even with that model. Um, and there's got to be a better way. Right. It's, <clears throat> I, I, I've, I've gone to Kickstarter seminars as I was starting. I was thinking about, you know, that. I thought that was the the standard and that's, you know, how people made money or, or recoup their investment was just having a successful Kickstarter, do another book, have another successful Kickstarter. Right. But, the, you know, if you think about the money that goes out, whether that be in your time spent or actually spending money, Kickstarter is really kind of just breaking even, maybe a little profit margin, uh, uh, not really a, a model for for growing uh, growing sales and making money in this. So uh, figure out where, where you're going to make your return, right? Comic book sales is down. There's, I, I bought a lot of comic books when I was a kid. I've supported a few indie indie creators and bought some of their books, right? And and I've, I've purchased a few digital copies, but I'm not buying comic books, you know, all the time like that, right? I, I, I you know, watch a lot of animation. I read shonen all the time I, I follow naruto and i read it digitally on shonen all the time uh but 
creating that physical comic, there's it's definitely got to be rewarding. My my first book will be done in two months. We're, we're grinding out the last few panels. Uh, uh, that that book that book is we can taste we can see the end. Uh, um, so I'm gonna have my first physical book. Yes, we, I'm making a physical book, uh, uh, which which will be done soon. Pharaoh versus priests, and and there's got to be you know rewarding to 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 have bought and have bought comics back in the day and had an idea and to actually have your own minted comic has got to be rewarding. So I'd really, I, I'm not saying that having a comic is not, you know, a goal to have, but getting your comic book in the stores, comic book stores are dwindling, uh, selling physical comics off the rack in the bookstores or Barnes and Noble, very limited profit margin and, and a, a dwindling, a dwindling strategy in this, in this digital age. So, Figure that out for yourself, right? You know, yeah, find your niche. If you're going to get in the comic book stores and, and try to go that traditional route, hey, make that your business model. Do that. I'm not telling I'm not telling you, you know, how to run your business. And, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But don't let anybody tell you how to run your business. Problem solve for yourself. Talk to people, mentors that, that you know that are in the in the business, being successful in, in ways that you want to model and, and, and model them and, and follow Follow some some good examples, but don't let anybody tell you how to run their business. When I started uh, Royal House Comics, you know, so I I started with Pharaoh versus Priest as an individual, making that uh, comic book and that and that idea, and then I I actually reached out to some other partners. I call them partners, and created a comic book house, a Royal House Comics, which is producing just absolute fire with a team of multiple writers, several artists. Uh, my boy Chuck creates comics and he's also a, 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 an apt market, you know, business marketing uh, 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 mind. And, and we all, we meet every two weeks. We've been together for two months. We have over 30 characters that have already been produced. We have four series that are currently at some stage of production, including our flagship project, Dombe, the Butcher's Guild. All right. So so within a short time, if you find a good team, right, and you find your lane and, and you can operate at a business and it's so much more powerful than doing this thing as an individual. So, I, I you know, I no, I, I, I don't have a book that I can sell you right now. I have four that will be done this year and I've only been in this business for two, two months. Right. Four books with my name on it that will be done in two months. Uh, four, four. To, I'm sorry, about five or seven artists that very few of them actually have a book to their name that will have a book with their name on it in one year. Okay, so the power of teamwork and creating a, a strong business, I think, is something that really can't be uh, uh, overlooked. And and we we want to diversify. Comic book sales may be down, but you know there's different channels: webtoons, YouTube. Uh, do the comics. That's a great way to, to kind of show what you can do. And, and this is a, is a market, right? People do I have bought in comics. So there is a profit margin. If you do it right, if you, if you uh, can get in that, in that niche and, and develop there, great. That's your business model. Uh, execute it, right? If you want to go the webtoons way, figure out platforms that, that, you know, provide webtoon access uh, and, and develop webtoons, do a little bit of both. Right. So there's there's this new thing called YouTube where you can get straight to uh, uh, people that are interested in your 
production and interested in you as a personality or, or your or your team and, and what they can produce and you don't have to have anybody uh, uh you know value or give value place value on your product you can distribute straight to readers and listeners and and an audience that can grow straight through youtube so there are so many more options for comic book creators that i think indie comic creators need to explore as a way to generate profit as a way to make uh, uh, money so that they can continue to develop more and more ideas to market okay so utilize all the opportunities all the avenues that are available to you to great effect and, and be okay diversifying and adapting right if, if you've been making physical comics and you're not making a whole lot of money try webtoons if you're in webtoons and and you've kind of hit a cap you know see if you can put out a book if if you have great content and you're figuring you can't figure out how to get an audience start a youtube channel start a podcast right start 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 analyzing yourself and your business and how you can do better in your niche or how you can expand. Okay, so so me and, and Royal House Comics, we're kind of taking the new Shonen model, right? So we are going to create books, physical books for some of our series. Some of our series are going to start off as webtoons, just more efficient and cost effective for, for some of our series, right? Uh, we want to have direct marketing. We, we, we're developing our website now. We're where we can be our own distribution uh, uh, channel and avenue and don't have to really take our products to a comic book store or, you know, get on somebody else's publishing uh, 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 platform and, and, hey, hey, can you publish us? You know, we, you know, we can create those entities and, and those, those, um, those platforms yourself and you can market yourself and you can distribute yourself in this new age of entrepreneurship and if you're in indie comics and you don't think of yourself as an entrepreneur uh, maybe you're just doing this as a hobby and this this you know this podcast maybe is not for you because you don't want to you don't want to treat it like that maybe that takes the fun out of it which is which is great I st I'll still support you I'll still follow I'll still follow and 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 look at your stuff and 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 you know enjoy it so if you're going to do this as a business figure out how you're going to make some money right and how you're going to sustain this as as a as a, a lifestyle okay I learned this in business. I didn't. I didn't learn business in the world of comics. I'm bringing business experience to the world of comics. So one of the most important things, as you're developing straight up from your from your mission and your business plan, uh, your marketing strategy, right, is your exit strategy. So if I have, you know, if I made Pharaoh versus Priest, my exit strategy is a movie. My exit strategy is to make a movie, an anime, and to 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 expand the market from 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 book readers to comic readers to moviegoers, right? And I, I've, I'm already pitching. I had you know, uh, I'm, I'm hoping to, to give you some updates on 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 my pitch to a to a smaller studio uh, that really loved the idea. And I have a, a, a you know one of the reps that's that's teed up, ready to to make the screenplay, and, and that's my exit strategy, right? Within one year, I'm already ready <laughs> you know trying to see where the you know where's the five hundred thousand dollar payout for this idea right so where where is that for you if, if somebody said hey i'll take this idea i'll give you a million dollars two million what is your what is your value uh, uh, uh that you're going to put on that product uh, that's going to say you know you can hey there you go it's yours take it over you build a, a your version of a marvel 
a, a comic book uh, house or publishing and, and a bigger parent company says, hey, roll up under our umbrella. You have a lot of followers. You have great content, man. We'll give you a hundred, hundred million dollars because you have such great content, right? That's how Marvel got saved. Marvel was making comics and somebody said, hey, I can make a movie out of this and make a billion dollars. I'll give you a hundred million to keep you afloat and keep those ideas coming. Would you be willing to give some of your idea and some of your ownership up for that? I'd say most of us probably would. That'd be a complete life changer. And, and you can move on to your next venture or your next series. Uh, and maybe they'll pay you a hundred million for that one as well. Right? So what's your starting point and what's your exit strategy? Uh, follow good business practices. Uh, uh, people see this right out the gate. And I see this a lot in, in these, these Facebook groups that I'm in. We'll talk about the value of the Facebook groups and the Instagram uh, posts, you know, towards the end, but I can see right out the gate somebody's business practices with the questions they ask, uh, uh, the way they respond to other people, the suggestions they make, and, and going back to not listening to too many people uh, tell you how to do things, kind of figuring out your own lane. There's a lot of bad business in the world of indie comics. Okay, the, the, uh, the struggling artist or the struggling writer is is uh, not somebody who's not talented enough to make money. It's somebody who just hasn't got you know their their brain wrapped around good businesses sense and good business practices and people who do this professionally professional artists professional writers can smell that a mile away all right so yeah that business I'm, i go through legal zoom i have legal documents that i can change and adjust uh, uh i'm not a lawyer uh, but i have access to those lawyer documents that protect me and, and and my clients and my and my vendors and my partners uh, with things like ndas you know, general contracting agreements uh you know being able to have enough sense to you know write up you know profit sharing and and you know how ip is owned uh, uh, and developed right and non-competition clauses and and you know having everybody at the table comfortable sharing their ideas not feeling like they're going to be stolen having that legal protection where if you develop an idea somebody can't take their ball and run and say hey, this was mine no this that entity stays in house uh uh, uh, uh having those contracts signed and developed that give you the legal backing where if somebody you know doesn't hold their end of the bargain you have the protection okay so follow good business practices after you've figured out you want to do this as a business okay and there's all types of resources that that can help you through this you don't have to be a business expert go sit down with somebody you trust call legal zoom and they'll walk you through it I, i've been using legal zoom for over a decade for anything that happens uh, uh on that on that end i call legal zoom they're going to work for you and they're not going to charge you 400 dollars just to sit with you or, or try to rake in you know something on the back end if, and, and getting with a, a a lawyer that's you know competent it's tough it's sticky it's it's it can be very uncomfortable at times just dealing with you know that but legal zoom you'll find a rep they'll get you with the right lawyer they'll call you uh, on a scheduled appointment and and that's your lawyer for you know to talk and, and consult with and it's just a great experience for me. Uh, but you find you find somebody that knows business to help you walk through that. Uh, now we're going to get into the kind of the fun stuff, sales and marketing. Right. You know, uh, you know how to grow a brand. How, you know, how, firstly, how do you make your product? I always find that you, a good brand is going to is going to follow a good product. So I've, I've seen this a lot in the world of indie comics, artists versus writers, artists, uh, 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 you know, a lot of artists write, which is great. 
Um, if you can do both very well, very few can, right? Because as long as it's taken you to develop as an artist or a writer, um, how much time can you devote to the other craft? Sometimes it's very limited. Some very talented people do very, you know, do very well in doing both. And, and those are, I think, the exception, not the rule. Okay. Finding a good writer, if you're an artist, to help you develop either your own you know, IP or to come together and develop a really good idea that you guys can push together or a good writer value in an artist and, and getting out of this just work for hire hey you do build a character for me and then I'm going to go take it well who's going to make the book for you you have to find a different artist to make the book if you're not going to value this artist they're going to they're going to show that to you in their work they're not going to be as timely they're not going to be as engaged in the overall success of this product so you know people People kind of give what they're given. It's, it's kind of human nature, uh, the golden rule, uh, you know, respecting each other. So if you're going to grow a business in this indie world, you got to start by valuing the, the all the aspects of it. The, the writing, the artist, the marketing arm, uh, um, you know, those have all got to be gelling. It's going to be very apparent in the final product. Don't try to skip on the art. Hey, I'm, a, I'm an artist. But I can I can write this story, right? People people are gonna read the book and they'll look at your pictures, but you know I don't think you're gonna really gonna grow uh, an organic and, and you know viral audience uh, by skimping on the writing. And the writer, I'm creator, I'm not sure you're gonna be able to keep on or try. I see this all the time in these groups. Hey, I need an artist for this. I need an artist for this. I need an artist. But man, there's artists all over the place. Why do you? Why are you? begging for an artist they're all over the place you can find them on upward fervor they're in these groups they have their own artist groups so something about your business approach that's not allowing you to connect with a good team and gel with a good uh, group of creators the artists are creators and the writers are creators so thinking of both of them as part of the creative process is i think a strategy for for making a good brand okay uh Learn what you need. Once you get a good team and, and you're just starting off, there's still questions and, and things you want to know. Uh, learn learn from, from people that are doing it well. Okay, that, I'm not saying not to listen to anybody. I'm saying follow good models. Right, Listen to people that are, are engaged and, and um, giving you the respect of your own learning curve and not just saying, hey, you're doing that wrong. You know, do this. If I was you, I, that's, I can't, I really don't like that, that entry into a, into a, back and forth learning if I was you I'd you know do this well you're not me all right I have to figure out my own way right how can uh, you give constructive and take constructive criticism okay and, and then apply and then apply it in your own way everybody's gonna find their own way and I think that's the only way to to build a unique brand is to find your own lane to let your inspiration and problem-solving kind of you know uh, uh, you know make your way into the game uh, sales, sales is is its own uh, skill. It's its own profession. So, if you're in indie comic book creating and you're figuring out how to get sales, uh, well, I'm glad you listened to this podcast because that's where I cut my teeth is in sales and marketing. I started fresh out of college. I was a psychology major. Uh, but my first job out of college was in sales and marketing it was for a, a training facility called Velocity in Redondo Beach, California. <clears throat> I 
that wasn't just an empty building. You had a nice field turf. I played sports. I play, played college football, so I, I do have a background in sports. Um, didn't have any any uh, experience in sales at that point in 2005, but I got hired uh, uh, through a reference from my uncle who put in the alarm in the building. He said, I got a nephew right out of, co uh, out of college. He, he wants to come he's looking for a job. Gave me an interview uh, uh, and, and just laugh. The first thing people do in sales and marketing is, do I like this person? Is this person... Uh, likable, genuine, trustworthy. Okay, so ask that about yourself. Are you likable? Not that you have to change, right? But if you're in business and you're approaching people and interacting with people, you know, is there something about me that's that's putting people off where they don't want to take the next step? Right? Am I likable? Am I trustworthy? And and am I offering something of value? Okay, so follow good sales and marketing practices, which is its own thing. You might have to do some research and listen and read about how to do good sales and marketing. Okay, it's opposite, it's outside of the world of comic creation. So learn that skill and bring that skill into your into your venture. Okay. Uh, how do you build how do you build an audience? There, there's not one single way to build an audience. Um, there's a lot of different uh, fingers and feelers you can put out there in these, you know, different social media, don't want to pay for a marketer. Uh, um, if I'm thinking about, you know, just just completely outsourcing that and and paying for this, you know, this general marketing, you know, guru or company, I've looked into that, <clears throat> and I, I'd say that's pretty. Do that pretty limited, especially if you're fresh coming out. You know, a lot of those things are very costly, and I'm not sure how how efficient or cost effective they are. It's almost like a you know like daylight, right? They're gonna they're gonna try to put you on a radio or, you know, a, a big, you know, promotion, no event that's kind of putting some daylight uh, on what you do, but it's so general that, you know, everybody's getting daylight, right? I'm, I'm not, I'm not really, you know, able to measure the return on this. Uh, and is there a more efficient way to do it? I, I just, I just started trying to reach out to influencers because so, social media is such a, a big thing and a growing opportunity with, you know, just even scratching the surface, people are now selling books on Instagram and Facebook, selling uh, uh, products straight through their contact list uh, from some of these social media sites. So I would say, you know, finding somebody who's in your niche, who's an influencer, it'd probably be more efficient just to connect with them and see how, you know, see if they can give you a promo and, and you know, raise your status within this, this same group. I'd say that's more of a spotlight, right? Really targeted. Uh, and and then, and then the guerrilla marketing, right? Everybody's got to get their 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 hands dirty. They're you know the step in, wade into the waters, and and you know do the comic cons, do the uh, the podcast interviews, the Facebook interviews, uh, uh, the, have people talking about you, and and being able to talk about what you're doing, make those plugs on your social media. Yeah, I learned this from from our mark from our marketing guy. I have one one place that you can send them right so i've been doing interviews like oh where can where can we find you oh well my instagram is you know royal house comics uh my facebook is my name roger curtis <laughs> i have this other facebook for my book which is you know and you just kind of get lost so so you know i just developed a, a landing page that can kind of guide you to all those it's roger curtis r-a-u-d-r-i-c-c-u-r-t-i-s book with a capital b dot great g-r-8 dot com 
All right, now that was kind of long. I got to clean that up, but that's one spot, one spot where you can you can figure out you know uh, if you like what I'm doing, you know what I have, and, and where you can find find me on other places and social media to to kind of follow our growth and 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 you can make sales directly from that from that site, All right? So, you know that that that's all ways that that this your 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 business creation, your product, your marketing becomes just kind of circular and your distribution becomes kind of the circular feeding of your brand. Okay, they're, they're on your Facebook, link to your Instagram. Some people start on Instagram and link to Facebook. Some people start on YouTube, have a plug, and we'll go check out some of your stuff on some of those other social medias. I know me, I and most people now have all the social medias. I'm scroll through my Facebook, then I'll scroll through my Instagram. I might see something I like on one or the other. Okay, and I'm gaining support. Our, our, our company, Royal House Comics, is gaining support on all the platforms and and i wanted to test out just you know just the marketing of that product so i we built our royal house comics instagram page but i didn't bring over all my i didn't just invite all my my personal friends over that not from that you know entity i wanted to grow in the in the art in the comic market so so you know we are utilizing the hashtags we are our flagship project is called dombe it's built on that west african martial art where they wrap up their their arm and, and they kind of slug it out and they block with one hand called the shield hand and they strike with with their spear hand and and, and it's really rich African uh, uh, martial art culture. Uh, and we're working that hashtag We our, our six or seven artists are all on a on a Dombe commission and we pay them. I pay them our team. You know, they get paid and I don't feel like it's going out the one door because remember I said we're a business. So those are all write offs. Um, uh, but they're all on a commission and we have Dombe content dropping all the time, just fire characters and action scenes. And, and we're putting that up and we hashtag Dombe. We went from no presence on Dombe uh, uh, board to a hostile takeover of the Dombe board where we got our no, no team can match our six or seven artists, especially if you're an individual. So we just got content, content coming up, hashtag, hashtag, hashtag. And we got people coming to our, our Instagram from that. Uh, we had an influencer uh, uh, at uh, Nubia Mancy that 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 reposted one of our artists' Dombe characters and, and scenes that he, that he uh, uh, created. Sakansi, based in, in Africa, that thing got 600, 600 views, six hundred likes. Right, so so we went from one you know in about a week and a half to 200, 200 followers in a week and a half. Right now, that doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a heck of a pace, you know, for a week and a half of, of, of being in, in operation. So, you know, work those hashtags, work those Facebook groups in, in a way that provides value for your presence there, not in just sales. You know, people get people get thrown off, you know, and kind of put off when you get into a Facebook group. And the first thing, the only thing you're, produ you know, you're interacting with is on on. Hey, support my Kickstarter, support my Kickstarter, support my Kickstarter. You got a million uh, uh, running lines of Kickstarter and it's really hard to distinguish and it's really a high competition. But if you're in there, Hey, you know, this, this is what we're doing. You're reacting in a positive way to other people's posts. Uh, Hey, you know, I, I can't, you know, maybe buy that Kickstarter, but you know, let me share it. Hey, you know, I, I love this about it. I like the art and you start interacting with people that will follow you. And, and yeah, when you're able, you know, support people at five, $10, Right on sports, another any creators, you know, comic and and letting them know, hey man, I, I value that. I like that. I you know, I, I went in went to your page. I 
I followed you. I, I, I gave my five dollars for for you know or ten dollars for your Kickstarter, and people see that. Others see that, and and really in sales, you never know. Everybody's a potential customer, right? So I've been in Facebook groups where it's only negativity, and everybody's you know providing their unsolicited criticism. I had to get out of some of those groups, right? I, I I'm working in in the groups that are self supportive, that that are, are really. Uh, helping you build your brand because some of those other groups you start interacting and it's a lot of negativity that that diminishes your brand and you know really really you know kind of kind of puts you off of good energy that that once again is it's going to feed when you're interacting with people right so find your niche find your groups that work uh make your own group royal house comics made our own group and i i invited everybody on my contact list when i'm starting a business i learned this from a sales a good salesperson start with your foundation don't be scared to sell yourself go through everybody in your contact list if you got 600 contacts send them all an invite to your facebook group send them all an invite to your new business venture right and sales is a game of numbers so you know not everybody's going to buy something but they might share they might like they might interact that's going to raise your profile they might have a son or daughter that that you know is into that uh, that they might follow for or share with okay so don't limit yourself utilize your your channels that you're starting with and your foundation and what more targeted support can you get than the people that are already in your sphere that are already following you liking you or family friends those are going to be your first customers and you build from there all right so send everybody on your list an invite to that uh, uh, Facebook group. We went, we, we were one and a half weeks on, on Instagram. Uh, we got up, we're almost at 200, 200 followers. Our Facebook group that we created, I, I am still in some of these uh, other groups, but I, we created one for our house and we hit 200 followers in a week and a half, 200, 200 members. Right. But I told my team that, Hey man, invite or, or women. We have a, we have a, a young lady in our group. Uh, in our in our creative team, uh, Leah, who's uh, just a great addition, and I told him, all of them, invite everybody to our group. It, 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 make sure you're working these hashtags. Make sure you're you're interacting with the group because all those algorithms they raise it in people's feeds. So if one of our house members posts something, all of our house members should be on a like. We should be on a comment, whether it's an emoji, something, and that you know that really raises the profile and and puts it on other people's feeds a lot more prominently. Okay, so. Uh, I haven't gotten into Twitter. I, I, I've tried. I, I, Twitter has been a little more surface. Maybe if somebody can give me some feedback and tell me how, how if they're effective on Twitter or, or you know, how they're effective on Twitter. I'd love to hear some of that. But it becomes a, almost a second job to to interact and and build these these markets. And I found myself uh, in the in the last window doing that so much. I, I've actually you know haven't been writing as much. My my part two of Pharaoh versus Priest has been stuck on chapter 11 for about a you know month and a half now uh, one because i don't like <laughs> at the end of it and, and something you know my, my character actually you know goes through a tragedy at the end and i think I'm, I'm 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 trying to prolong prolong that ending but another part is i've, I've been building the business and the brand and, and that can sometimes be a full-time job so so manage your time manage your uh, your output in these different aspects of your business and and you know, come up with a plan, write things down. Uh, uh, for me, nothing gets done unless it gets written down, at least, at least not efficiently. So, you know, hey, this is to do, to do, to do. Start marking things off. Hey, first to do is establish a business. 
write it down. It's not going to get done unless you write it down. Then mark it off. Then you move to the next thing. Hey, what's our marketing strategy? What's our, our big time goal? What's our distribution? When are we meeting? Uh, when are we signing these documents? How am I procuring these, these, uh, 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 these, these disclosures, these agreements? What are my paying? You know, what, am I fine? You know, what's our team? What's our name? What's our logo? Right. Write these things down and just check them off the list one by one. All right. So, uh, you know, find your own lane. You know, uh, uh, don't listen to too much criticism. People don't it, people don't care what you know until they know that you care. All right, and and not all not all criticism is useful. And and be okay going through your own learning curve. Uh, sometimes you got to get in there and learn your own way. Uh, and it's only so much you can listen to and and, and feel like you're going to be an expert without getting in there and making some of the mistakes yourself. So, uh, good luck. Uh, I hope this was valuable to you. Uh, definitely want to see you see you back. Hope we have other good content. We're going to talk about good storytelling on our next podcast. But definitely uh, uh, leave a comment. Go to my landing page, Roger Curtis, R-A-U-D-R-I-C-C-U-R-T-I-S, capital B-O-O-K. Uh, the, cap, the B is capital. So book.greatgr8.com. Uh, we're also on, on uh, Instagram, Royal House Comics. Check out some of our artist work. And thank you. Have a good day.